0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in for another episode with the Otaku Crew. As always, I invite you to follow us on all our major platforms and those being the typical YouTube, Spotify, uh, Instagram, ThinkOtagoCrew, Crew, Twitter, ThinkOtagoCrew, Crew and as well as our Facebook page, the official Talk Crew. Lastly, don't miss out on our public Discord server where you will see some rather interesting memes being posted on the daily by our, our very own Tensa. Yeah, you know, the crazy guy who's always talking in our episodes and just can't stop butting in. It's okay, Tensa, I love you though. <laughs> 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 oh oh my god there's the maniacal laugh we all love love and adore as you all know by now i'm leifon and i've hosted a majority of the episodes and i'm joined by my fellow weebs and so i'm gonna give it up to andy hi i feel feel the energy from you right now like you're tired
1: it's been a long day spooky season you know gotta get ready
0: very true Mano boy, can you make up for this lack of energy? What's poppin', guys? What's poppin'? <laughs> Alright, finally. Uh Tensa, can you stabilize this energy?
2: I swear, you guys look like you're lacking calcium from your bones. You guys need some milk. A Maybe lot of milk. Yes. And 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 grab a couple of monsters because you guys seem dead.
0: Uh, oh monsters. I kill for a
1: monster right now.
0: monster makes monster actually makes my handshake but on that note i'm glad you've said the word monster because this episode is is our halloween episode dedicated to the month of horror more or less in my opinion it's not much of a month of horror anymore it's more like uh, i don't know
2: yeah it's it's just covid halting the actual team but but rest assured if in Mexico there's still Santa Muerte, then this is still the month of skeleton and monsters.
0: Oh, I like the analogy there, Tensa. But as I was saying, as I was yeah, as I was saying, this episode is dedicated to the month of Halloween. And this time around, the question we'll be uh, discussing is that what are some of the major similarities or differences between Japanese horror depicted in anime or manga versus horror horror depicted in Western films and or series. The, our job this time around is going to be just to see how each, um, each uh, canon sort of depicts and utilizes the horror genre in their respective forms. And so I wanted to actually discuss something I found very profoundly interesting about horror in the Western uh, canon. Now, once again, this is not a majority answer. It's just some of the things I've noticed uh, as I've watched um, horror movies in the past. Up until now, they've steadily gotten worse, but that's a different topic entirely. Now, the American canon, um, I found, dedicates horror mostly to slasher films, gore, and an unnecessary amount of jump scares. But I understand where this is coming from because many of the slasher films are are actually adopted from actual history. You know, those serial killer documentaries you see on Netflix, which a lot of people have a massive interest in. I I guess I missed the hype train on that one. Or sometimes tragedies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which went on to become a film. And, well, multiple films, uh, to give it all respect. At the same time, it's not to say that... uh, the West has um, just stayed in this type of sphere. They've actually expanded to adapting other uh, horror folk, uh, folk tales from different countries. Like, uh, what was it? I Very recently, I watched um, The Ring and The Grudge, but the original Japanese adaptation. And then saw oh, the American Ju-on. version of it. Yeah, Juan, thank you.
2: And Ringu, because that one is still like The Ring, but like in all katakana so it's like it's kind of funny
0: pretty much and I found it didn't do itself justice or any homage towards the original Japanese version but that's once again just my opinion but so far this uh, has just been me like sort of um, shitting on the the western western usage, usage of horror I don't mean for that to come off in any way this is just once again my analysis of just that horror for horror in that aspect seems to be slightly limited i've seen ex- the expansion into other realms like candy man by jordan peele and what was it uh, um what was it us great films of course but oh, i found yes us was See? fun that it was, we, was could... we could dress up as that for halloween there's our idea <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that would be fun but you're definitely right life on there's a uh, different big distinction between japanese Uh, horror and western horror because they take very two very different directions i find it really interesting how japan horror a lot of it has been cultivated based off japanese folklore as you were saying but if we think about where the west has gone western folklore which if anyone remembers like the grim tales and all those things were actually pretty dark depressing we turned that into disney we turned folklore uh, into Disney. They turned folklore into more horror, which I think is interesting.
2: And it's, it's actually debatable because, yes, Disney has a bad tendency of turning old fairy tales, which were in and of themselves horror stories, to teach about stuff. It's more that, but I would, I would actually argue that those old horror tales are less horrific and more quote-unquote fantasy, if that makes any sense. In the sense that uh, this is more of a Tolkien story that you've seen in Lord of the Rings. But at the time, that was absolutely horrific. Yeah,
3: I mean, like, you know, standards for horror oh, yeah, you're have, right, you know, gone up since the 17th century or whatever, right? Like, yep. in terms of just imagining all the, the horrific things that can happen in a story, right? Yep. People have definitely yeah. pushed the, the, the limits there.
1: Well, I'm just saying the direction of old Western folklore, it didn't start out to be horror, but it because it was more used as lessons to be taught to, it was actually, it was more fantasy, it was targeted towards adults originally, but from the direction that folklore is taken based on, if you're comparing Western and Japanese cultures, specifically from the folklore perspective, it's interesting how Japanese horror came more from folklore and then from in western folklore merged into something the opposite of horror moved into something more towards targeted towards children Mm -hmm. yep and actually donning the whole genre of children's books but back to japanese horror it's so unique in its own way where it's more supernatural and more uh it's more of a not thriller psychological that's it i find uh japanese horror and whatever type of area that genre goes into it's the psychological aspect to me is my favorite part of Japanese horror. Mm-hmm.
0: Well I see where you're coming from when you say the psychological because from my at least from some of the horror anime I have seen there's often how do I say it the creators are utilizing an atmospheric and suspense type of uh, type of uh, technique to to invoke that type of fright. And so, for example, I don't know if you guys have seen this anime. It's been rebooted, if I'm correct. English name is When They Cry.
2: Oh, um, Higurashi, When They Cry, or Umineko, When They Cry?
0: Higurashi. I like both of them. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. If if whoever has seen Higurashi, they see that it's like... uh, how, How should I describe it? The main character when he's told not to do something he does it and then he's like oh shit i did it you see the pressure on his face you see everything is about to go batshit crazy and that's based on the curse that goes on in the town so sort of like that originally
2: a visual novel as well
0: yep yep yes i did in fact
2: that's why i ask uh, whether it's higurashi or umineko when they cry because um, they're from the same studios and in fact, I even thought that they were like related like in the sense of same universe because they have like s- The titles are so similar but true, true. I, I Would have swore that it was kind of the same story kind of but in an other place But uh, when you learn that those were two different stories and both of them are pos- uh, Positively horrific for two different reasons
0: that, That's very uh, accurate those things are pretty pretty horrific when they're in their own respects and at the same time i don't know would you say that they're slept on they are um
2: i think it has to do with the fact that um they were mostly visual novels at the beginning and i think that the anime adaptation was not publicized as much so it's like i would say that It could have been more popular, but it really wasn't. And to be fair, I didn't hear of much advertisement of either, except for stuff after the series were done. Like Some games were, but at that point, they kind of removed a lot of the horror elements. And I'm just like, what is this thing?
0: There we go. And so whoever is currently tuned in listening to our episode, if you do have time, the when They Cried, the Higurashi version has been rebooted visually. I've seen a few episodes, very, very beautifully done. The same WTF moments uh, as as before, but just uh, more appealing to the eyes, if anything. And so with that distinction that we've drawn between Western and uh, and uh, Japanese, uh, uh, Japanese horror, I would like to tr- start to transition to some of the japanese animes or or mangas depending on my panelists that we have seen or are watching and what we found was the horror element in that because horror itself is a vast area to cover there's no well there is a somewhat distinction but multiple elements could go go into it to make horror what it is for different audiences and so forth and so the one that uh I want to discuss was it's an old anime i found on uh, netflix back when netflix canada was like starting well sorry not starting i want to say early 2010 when netflix had an anime catalog but didn't have as many this is one of the few that stuck out it's i believe six or seven episodes an hour long each it's called ghost hunt and the studio that made it hmm, no surprise here jc staff now Here's uh, something I didn't know about the anime. Um, Just a little background. So the author is... uh, What's what's her name? It's... Oh, yeah. Her name is Fuyumi. Hmm. I couldn't uh, recall the first name, but Fuyumi, I guess, was the last name. She's a Japanese uh, novelist married to Yukito Ayasuchi, who is the writer behind the story, if you guys know it, Another, and then a later anime adaption. So two people who are profoundly into the horror genre getting married together. That's uh that's that's goals right there. I'm just saying. Uh by the way. Yes.
2: Who you meet oh no.
0: Uh thank you. And so uh, Ghost Hunt is basically like the is like the Western version of paranormal activity, but better because it's anime. The same. <laughs> and and so what happens is uh the Wow, I'm I'm forgetting the main character's names, but basically you have this guy who's a paranormal detective slash researcher. He comes to a school and their old campus, like, you know, the typical new campus high school, old campus high school. The old campus is being, quote unquote, haunted, and he has to go figure it out. But the thing is, the principal goes ahead and hires other people, hires a monk. Uh, An exorcist and a priestess and and himself the paranormal researcher and whoever figures it out I believe they got a reward or something from the principal, whatever the case was and So they go about trying to figure it out become friends blah 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 or they start working for him, etc. And then later episodes starts to show that there is much more to this than meets the eye so I'm not going to spoil too much of the first episode or the later ones however, this was only the start because, there's they depict the paranormal um, atmosphere in the first episode they do it really well, but then at the very end they show that it's like it's not paranormal man it's just this is science this and this is proven and so there is horror to a degree but it's rationally explained up until I think the fourth or fifth episode where you get, you get a glimpse into. The horror, the horror aspect, the paranormal that cannot be proven by science. And so, just to give a quick uh, summary of that as well, um, I would label it as a vampire episode. Basically, there's a this giant mansion, which has been built on top of, like, it started as a small house, and then it gradually, more and more things kept getting added to it and to the point it became a mansion. So the old building was sealed inside, and there's this demon or spirit that's haunting the haunting the entire house saying I don't want to die and all that it's like an old man covered in blood and and all that so that is when we enter the horror aspect is because it what the creators do is that as you try to go figure out is this a curse Is this real they really try limit your view it gets darker and, and almost like a ton almost like tunnel vision so you know you're in the moment you're like oh shit is this happening what if this is true and all that so with that being said this is uh one of the major points i did want to discuss is that curses or spirits in japanese anime and manga profoundly aren't ones that are always resolved like like uh, in western uh depictions for example supernatural you burn the bones the spirit is free done japanese anime is like okay i'm cursed Oh shit, how do I break this curse? Juwon being uh, one of the one of the major examples like okay, she left a curse. How do we break it? Can we break it? What are we going to do? And so there's multiple questions being left like how what can we do to resolve the aspect. Yeah. And so yeah. with the, with that being said, I want to actually give it up to my boy Manato boy because I don't know if you knew uh, Manato that um uh Fuyumi though The woman who wrote the ghost hunt uh, uh, novel, she also wrote the original novel for the topic you'll be discussing.
3: Oh, that's funny. Okay.
0: All right. So take it away, man.
3: So the anime that I wanted to talk about was uh, kind kind of an older one. I don't remember exactly when it was made. I know I watched it like when I was in high school, so like more than ten years ago now. But it's called Shiki, which I'm pretty sure just translates directly to vampire. and that's basically what the show is about is vampires. <laughs> um, it's a pretty old one, so I mean, boiler warning, but uh, I'll just give like a synopsis, basically like a town, like there's one vampire that uh, no, so there's a girl in the town that gets bit by a vampire, becomes a vampire, and from there, you know, she bites people in the town, and throughout the season, or the, the series, rather, because it was a pretty short one. More and more of the town are becoming turned, uh, getting turned in, into vampires, right? And, you know, we, uh, we follow the the main character uh, trying to figure out if there's a way to reverse this and save the town. Um, but more and more, like, the odds keep getting stacked against her, um I don't even remember what who the main characters were because I watched this so long ago. I just remember like the general plot. But the main characters were, you know, trying to figure out how to how to counteract this while like the odds were getting stacked against them more and more. And then you had like these big lieutenants in the vampire, uh, like like uh, covenant. Hey,
0: sorry. Like a covenant.
3: Yeah, I guess you would call them that, right? Because like you had the new ones that were the townspeople, but you had vampires that were vampires for a long time. So I guess yeah, you'd call that a covenant. Um, they show up uh, to to help, like, make sure that the town stays turned, obviously. Um, and so, you know, eventually they, they find a way to, to counteract it, uh, I think. Um, but all throughout, like, you have uh, you definitely have horror elements because not only do you have the psychological aspect of the fight against these preachers, right um, you also have the gore that they were um, that they were causing where they were because you know vampires have to eat right? Sometimes they turn people into vampires to join the army but sometimes they just you know eat people because that's what they like to do and the show was not, uh, like afraid of of making sure you knew just what they were getting up to right so it, it, I found that it was a really in, like looking back on it uh, it's a really interesting anime for horror because like they do kind of both where you know they don't skimp out on the gore uh, but they also make it uh, sort of like a psychological thing too because they um, they focused a lot on like the mind games trying to figure out Who was a vampire? Trying to even figure out like what the heck they were, what their weaknesses were, because they they were you know in sort of I guess like kind of like a The Walking Dead sort of situation where they didn't know what vampires were more or less, and they kind of had to learn along the way. Yeah, just a really interesting series. I I definitely recommend it. It was a good watch.
0: Everyone, be ready for that last episode. My God, that's when shit hits the fan.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about it a lot was like it was a really like you you could feel things uh, building up as the the show went on. And then it kind of just like climaxes really, really well in the at the end of the series.
0: That's true. And um, actually something I want to say, uh, if I recall Shiki correctly in the first episode is that the vampires that move in, uh, everyone's saying, oh, the, this European family, sorry, this family moved in, made a very European either home and everything. And it's interesting because, Tensa, correct me if I'm wrong, but vampires is a concept from Europe, isn't that correct?
2: Yes, it's actually, um, you might actually laugh, but the idea that um, it's a concept from um, the Northern Europe, in like, Transylvania, Ukraine, and other parts uh, nord, towards the north. Um, they always had vampire concepts from the get go, which had to do with the fact that um, when people are buried into a crypt into the cold, basically the bodies kind of bloat themselves and you push on them and they can kind of spit blood out of their mouths, hence the idea of them drink, uh, drinking fresh uh, vampire blood that's
3: cool i didn't know that
2: um but they we have like like so many names it was just not called a vampire like for example it could be called a striga in romania and it just so happened that vampire uh was more of an 1800 uh, concept like the term itself um and in fact, it's in fact it's just it's just all over Europe, but England managed to popularize it.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad uh, you you agree with me on this. Tense. And this just goes to, goes to show how animes, they can when they adapt something. They have either two things they can do: either they can do a. Half ass, or or they can do it like really well, and I would say Shiki is one of those examples where it takes the small details and implements it, which gives it that legitimacy almost. Yeah,
3: yeah they were focused on the like the rules of how vampires worked, right? Like based on the the lore, like um, having old to be Lord in fight.
2: The old lore, in fact.
3: Yeah, exactly. Which I found was really interesting, like having to be invited into a house before they could actually enter it, um, and like some of the abilities that they had, like uh, I think they had hyp-
2: hypnosis or mind control, that kind of thing.
0: No turn, no uh, sparkling in the, in the sun, though.
2: No, 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 no. We're we're talking about the good stuff, like
0: Nosferatu. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, actually, it was really based on that kind on that kind of thing which was really uh, really cool.
0: And uh, for anyone who is currently listening, if you ever have time, read The Dracula by Bram Stoker, really well done. And so, with that being said, Andy, I know you had uh, something else entirely to talk about. I'm curious. Tell me what what you want to discuss.
1: Uh, Yeah, I want to talk about the Jinji Ito collection, which uh, for any of you guys who don't know, Jinji Ito, who is Is a very popular Japanese horror manga artist. He's very much, well, anyone who knows horror in the Japanese community should know who he is. But he's mostly, to me, I think he's mostly well known for his body deformation panels. Like that's the, that's like the core of his horror is making humans look so inhuman and freaky that it's, it's disturbing. That's that's what makes his his stuff so unique to me, and uh, the specifically the Jinji Ito collection is um, is a horror anthology series of his work. So each episode has two different stories, all unique to one another. Like they don't have anything to do with each other. It's a new protagonist every story, and they're all very very unique stories altogether. And I really. Uh, I think they're really, uh, it kind of highlights a bit of an easy look into Japanese horror genre from a different perspective. Like what you guys are talking about, you guys are talking about mostly stuff from vampires is pretty much the the biggest uh, theme that I've been seeing from all of you, uh, from you guys. This one I think is a, I don't know, have you guys ever seen the, uh, do you guys know much of his uh, collection or have you guys watched any of the Jinji Ito episodes
2: um not the collection itself but um i am a fan of uzumaki <laughs> yes of that's right <laughs> you said you were and and that's what i actually do like about uh junji ito specifically it's the fact that he likes to make regular things very grotesque if i may
1: yes exactly
2: and it's it's the it's and when you just it's this kind of thing where everything's just normal, then you just suddenly cross the uncanny valley, and then you just freak out because nothing is normal at all.
1: Yeah, you have no idea what direction it's going to take because it kind of throws you into the story most of the time, and yes. you really have to like pay attention to figure out where it's going. But you'll never really know. It's very unique the the stories.
2: I miss the spider shark. What? Would you to explain that to the class? <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, in Uzumaki, there's a scene where, pe- where people are just trying to just go and, and hide in an apartment and there's a literal shark that just pops into the house with spider legs. And this has been immortalized into a meme with, a, with it saying, I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs>
1: I feel like I've seen. I think I saw a panel of that, but it was. You saw the meme know. version of it.
2: You probably. Oh, well, I, d- I
1: definitely seen a meme or something similar, but it was uh, "Come on and slam and welcome to the jam." But it was just the shark bursting yes. through the door. Yes, it's that, it's <laughs> that it's exactly that shark. There you go. So, any of you meme lovers out there, now you know where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's very it's very fun. The whole collection. Itself, it's something that you could definitely just kind of watch on your off time. So I would definitely recommend watching it to uh, any of the viewers who haven't, uh, who don't know too much about Japanese horror or don't know too much about the genre. I think the Genji Ito collection is a very good place to start, but also a very interesting place to start because if you have no idea what you're getting into, you'll still have no idea what you're getting into by the time you're done. And that's the magic of it.
0: There was a meme. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's uh, a comparison. It's Junji Ito at the top. He's just smiling and everything, and then you see his panel right beside him. It's like, oh, oh, oh my. And then Miyazaki at the bottom, where he's just like grumpy, but and then you see his panel, which is like, whoa. So it's like expressions. Uh, it really says something in that in that meme.
2: It's actually uh, that's not much of a meme. In fact, uh, I will actually explain what that actually is. Um, it's a it's an actual thing in Japan where um, the happiest artist makes the darkest things and the darkest artist makes the happiest things. It you see that in Visual K music all the time.
0: Wait, Visual K, what, what is that? Okay, I'm not sure here.
2: It's it's imagining J Rock with 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 dresses. Like think about Malice Mizer. Think about X uh, Japan um no, no there's so many groups actually <laughs> in fact i've showed you some of them a few years ago one called Kidyu, uh under my dragon and the thing is that you'll see their normal music you'll see their normal attire and then you see like how they manage to do very happy music and you're just not expecting it.
0: And so when you say you've shown me thing show me this years ago i'm going to be perfectly honest with you i was half there every time you showed me something on your phone it's like oh it's just tense showing me something else this, um
2: um do you don't remember Nijigen complex by my dragon where there's a guy dressed up as a bee no oh that's sad but uh, that was a perfect example because that was like that was probably their happiest songs, and usually they're more a little bit um, a lot like Deering Grey, I guess.
1: Well, this is an opportunity, so Tensei, you and I will grab Leifon, we'll put him on the couch, and you could show him all the memes he wouldn't he never paid attention to throughout all the years. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm <No>. sorry,
2: Leifon.
3: <laughs> wow, Andy, you'd really do that to him.
1: <laughs> it's the spirit of Halloween.
0: That's fair. If anything, <laughs> she's doing me a favor. I could just picture... Yeah, well. who, she just cuffs me to the couch, puts tape on my eyelids, and makes me just look at a big screen.
2: Yeah.
0: Saw style. <laughs> well, with that being said, uh, with that interesting image I've painted for our, our audio listeners as well as our future um, visual uh, watchers torture if anyone wants to draw that that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> torture the, the the theme of torture in that image I that I've just painted very well is another thing in Japanese horror that I wanted to actually cover It um it's really difficult uh, to sum, to summarize so I'm going to give it to Andy since I know her to be the torture expert.
1: Oh, oh god, now I got now I got to explain that. Okay, so you know how <laughs> in school you get, always have this one topic you learn in school that you somehow memorized and have a big extensive knowledge on? For me, it was the ethics of torture and I've never forgot that information since. I so
3: I feel like that's <laughs> very telling. <laughs> Oh, great. (laughs) I'm suddenly very happy that we're recording this in
2: Discord and not in person. If you were all about torture methods, I'm all about
1: executions. Every different type of thing. Well, this could be a fun topic for after the podcast. I'm excited. (laughs) We'll compare notes. (laughs) For sure, for sure. So, um... What what part what part of torture exactly did you want me to cover on uh, Leifan? What direction did you want me to go? Because I could go down a couple rabbit holes, and <laughs> I, I'd like to stay on topic. All right, no problem.
3: Um, and maybe not if, get demonetized in the process. Cough, cough. Yeah, that
0: too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Well, how about this? Um, I'm sure we've all seen uh, the Tokyo Ghoul series, especially season one, where Kaneki is getting tortured now. Yes. Now, there is a lot of blood and gore in that, but there is a psychological horror like that's ongoing, especially Kaneki kind of being the, the one on the receiving end of that. So, Andy, tell me, in the spirit Ooh. of that, how was it being used correctly from everything we've discussed so far?
1: Yes, absolutely. Torture is a very interesting tactic you could go when it comes to horror personally. There are certain places in horror, specifically Western horror, where they took torture in a way that just I did not enjoy. Like Saw. I don't think Saw is a good uh, example mm-hmm. of torture in horror, but uh, in with uh, Tokyo Ghoul, because Japanese horror is very psychological, torture itself is extremely psychological, because it's a dehumanizing action for both parties, the people doing the torturing and the person getting tortured. It's both dehumanizing, and as you watch Kaneki get tortured, you can see his humanity leave him. Because the only thing trying to keep himself from actually going the ghoul route was his humanity. And then once he lost his humanity, after all that torture, he went full crazy ghoul, you know? and But uh, I, I don't know how many other examples in, in... but I don't have many examples of where I've seen a lot of torture in anime, but then again... I haven't watched a lot of horror anime in a long time. Um, I
3: actually have a recent one. Um, yes. So, Jujutsu Kaisen, like, you it might not be as obvious uh, an example, but uh, spoiler for a really great great anime that should that everyone should be watching. Um, the uh, the the humans that get uh, transfigured or transformed right into curses right that's mm-hmm. basically putting th- putting them through torture right like they get turned into these like things but they can still kind of feel the pain of what's what they've become right and like the show makes sure that you know um like that that's that they're in pain and that they right like they're asking please kill me because they're in pain of what they've become right and this triggers a response in um, God, the main character's name, whose name I'm forgetting. Itadoro Yuji. There you go, Yuji. Um, oh, I thought
2: you were going to say Goto. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: no, no, Yuji, right? Like he, he seeing this has um, a reaction to it, right? So I think that's actually a pretty good example of like torture used in anime to like, uh, further explore a character's like psychological state, and also like, you know, obviously put the the viewer in some psychological discomfort, as most horror does, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, you're totally right. You know, I take my uh, I take my statement back earlier of not knowing many animes with the uh, using torture, because now that you mentioned that, I could think of a probably a good plethora of animes who used psychological torture in a way. To,
3: as character development,
1: you know, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, like it, it wasn't it wasn't just like to make the viewer kind of like struggle, but also like the the main character because of the situation that he was being placed in, right? Um, but also like it was just a kind of horrifying thing that they had been uh, transformed into. Um, another example because I I just rock, finished watching FMA uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, and the captured souls that get incorporated into um, Envy's body right that's actually a very similar situation it doesn't have the same like weight to it that it does in Jujutsu Kaisen but it was definitely really really off-putting the way that they animated all those nasty bodies or like parts of, uh, of Envy's body right
2: basically showing that everything is still conscious there which mm-hmm. is kind of insane
3: Exactly. Yeah. So that that was like another kind of example of that sort of thing. Like it's it's more subtle. You wouldn't necessarily think of it as torture, but I think it's a pretty good example.
2: It's well. That's the thing. It's because the type of series is not torture, so it's hard to actually pinpoint it. But you can. But uh, I will argue that the experience that Envy victims had to go through. And they're still not, that is completely horrific, if that makes any sense to you.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, FMAB is not a horror series, but the, it's got some elements of that kind of thing, right? Yes,
0: yes, that's where we're going. Yeah, for sure. With that being said, um, there was one other I, I found. Um, Have you guys heard of the one called, if the English name, uh, The King's Game or King's Game? I haven't heard of that, no. No? Okay. I
1: haven't heard of that. King's game.
0: Sounds yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's based off the Japanese game, like, uh, Osama something. Like, if you lose, uh, you have to do what the King says type of thing. So oh, this shit. is very similar, except what happens is that... Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. picking up what I'm laying down, but I'm going to tell you guys. You mean, what you, happens mean is, you you mean
2: oh. the one with the movie, right? No, it's
0: not, not, not the movie.
2: No, no. okay okay we're we're not talking about the same thing because I'm, so, i thought it
0: was that one so basically everyone gets a random text no it's it's not that one so you got your typical mc who's a survivor of the original king's game he comes to a new school blah blah blah. fast forward and all of a sudden everyone in his classroom gets a message saying uh, the king's game has begun here are the rules you disobey you die type of thing and so it's only this particular classroom and so the first few things that everyone has to do are pretty lighthearted, simple, but then it starts to get darker and darker and people start to panic. So psychological torture at its max saying, cut off your finger or I don't know, stab your best friend type of type of things going on. So this is the horror element with psychological being psychological horror being put, being slowly inserted in. It's a buildup. It's not even like instantly do this. You die. It's like, no. It's like oh he's not serious the game's not real but we're gonna do it for the fun of it, then they see what happens. So, with everything we have that's been seeing, cool. oh, pretty much, uh, and I would I wouldn't recommend it honestly because it go it goes, it goes really downhill afterwards. I I don't even know how I finished it. All
1: right, that's good to know.
0: Oh okay, <laughs> but based on that, I think. I think with all that that we've said so far about horror itself that multiple things can branch out of horror as well as go on to make it we have your typical blood and gore folklore um suspense thriller there's just so many avenues that go into that go into making it so far we've come to that conclusion right no actually oh
2: uh, okay. You mean of course there's thriller, but there's also like new things as well. in fact, um how about that I actually present you my subject actually
0: Oh oh my bad I'm I'm so sorry, <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry I, I thought take so it bad. away
2: you thought I'll, you could get I'll, away with I'll, my... I'll actually I'll actually give you two because both of them are quite short mm-hmm. go for it um, the first one will be just a second I forgot the name already uh by the creator of akira katsuchiro tomo so everybody and if you're a fan of tetsuo it's definitely the store for you um in this case i can argue that it is quite normal uncanny to a certain degree and definitely psychological but what makes it psychological is really the mentality of the two people involved with said psychic powers um, because it's it's, it's, uh, it's basically a murder mystery in literally six chapters so I'm kind of I'm still disappointed about six chapters really but it tells of a story of an old man toying with people's life because he just sees people's lives as a game. And obviously the what makes it insane is that he was actually controlling people out of nowhere. Until well, there's a little girl in that story that has basically the same powers, but stronger and you know where this goes. Um, a lot of um, a lot of um, that that um, a lot of part of the stories was really a thriller because. It started out as a murder mystery, like, who is the murderer? Then the more you know about it, the more you see, like, for example, the unhinged suspect. Um, seeing how his mentality is a lot like, um... anybody watch Cowboy Bebop? Yes. Uh, um, do you remember Mad Pierrot from the episode 11, Pierrot Le Fou Vaguely um the mentality is basically like that imagine a old man child that has all the powers in the world and they just do what they want because they think that it has no consequence. it just turns in it, uh, what makes it funny to me is that that story turned into a reverse horror and what do i mean by reverse horror i mean usually you'd expect the antagonist to be what actually gives out the horror to the audience but in fact it was the exact opposite when quote uh, the protagonist turned the entire um concept of no you're not invincible against him um, in, um, even though that i'm not gonna go too much further of it i'll just delve into the other series as less of a horror but really much of a um, thriller, although that I personally wanted to speak about *Parasite* that will not be for this podcast. Instead, I'll talk about *Paranoia Agent*. Uh, any of you who remember *Paranoia Agent*? In fact,
1: nope. Sounds,
2: sounds oh similar to something *Shonen Bat*. Really? No, no, <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Um, Okay, uh, this one is a purely psychological um, thriller, definitely, in the sense of um, by it's it's a it's a story made by Satoshi Kon, uh, which was made just before his death. Um, that series talks about a uh, mystery where there's always some there's always this random guy, literally called Shonen Bat. Uh, I think that they, the official translation, they called it now Lil Slugger, it's basically a guy on skates with a baseball bat. Just <laughs> bashing people on the head. Oh. Yes, but he just comes out of nowhere. Further into the episodes, you learn that he's not real. He's in fact a superstition or something like such. And near the end, you'll you find out that it's really more of um, a woman's mental powers going haywire out of the need of avoiding responsibility. So she creates every problem around herself to literally avoid facing responsibility. Which, ironically... Um, actually, I'm not even going to spoil it. <laughs> uh but uh that sounds interesting though oh it is it's fun like in between that there's also many episodes like a family spending the happiest days of their lives but it turns out that they were not as in um they were spending their happiest days of their lives in their car uh it turns out that they did family suicide in that car (laughs)
1: oh god yeah <laughs> that's wow dark. that's very dark jesus <laughs> oh no that's, that's the evil laugh <laughs> yes that's just that, that
3: was tensor being tensor
1: oh
2: no 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 that one was like the satisfaction oh my god it's
1: dark oh lord i was about to suggest I... like oh let's do a discord movie night and then you said that i was like you know what maybe not <laughs> oh no 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 i will enforce that <laughs> Ooh. all right I I will I will uh I will handle it at, at at
2: least one or two episodes like like I'm not expecting like an entire series like if we want an entire series I actually recommend Shiki. True. cheeky Shiki or Parasite is basically um what I would recommend for like a watch long for like an entire night or something
0: or oh, but it's nice
2: Oh yes, um, parasite uh, and parasite. I also like parasite. Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit about parasite because I at least know about the main premise and half of the series, really. And it's a lot like Juggernaut, another series that, again, I'm not going to talk about now. Um, this one's a ab- and this one's about an alien, you know, possessing um, a guy's hand, and in fact. For fun sake,s this parasite is even called right, because migi is actually Japanese for right, so migi uh, hidari, which is actually a fun idea. I um, this part, uh, this story um, is fun with horror because most of the horror is not even about jump scares. It's really about the grotesqueries in and of itself, um, because of how people are can lead regular lives but unsuspectedly they basically unveil their true form which is just strange and weird like imagine like your right hand turned into a tentacle creature with with um, sharp teeth about to eat you in fact there are um, other creatures that are like their whole bodies does that so there so that being said there is not really much jump scares in there because like there's an element of surprise definitely but it doesn't work like american jump scares if you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i'm not going to go into the darkness and just startle you in the middle of the darkness but sometimes there is a literal this is not my final form at the last second (laughs) Which, which actually works like a better effective jump scare because you were just not expecting it and you're in broad daylight and you're like, what the hell just happened?
1: <laughs> is it subtle? Because I think jump scares are best when they're subtle. The problem with the jump scares in Western horror is that they they it's time the subtle. jump scare with the music so they tell you when to be scared. But subtle um, ones are nice
2: uh that's the thing it it has and that's a problem uh, that's a problem in western i mean um um horror media it's the fact that they actually love to associate it with the score and of course if you're going to put an orchestra and you're going to time the score when when the jump scares happens well what is there to be scared of really this is why this is part of why i did love the old halloween movies for example because the old Halloween movies were really, really well made, but the remakes, I i am not a fan. Well, Halloween, funny. Michael. Yeah, Michael Myers, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, that being said, um, this follows into my genre, genre of horror uh, for Parasite, because it's not about actually scaring you, but it's really about crossing the uncanny valley and having your more normal everyday people life object twist themselves into an uncanny shape kind of like uzumaki
0: yeah i, I see the similarity there between parasite and junji ito's works. i can see the body dysmorphia i could actually yes in, and really in well.
2: fact in fact uzumaki um, in case you have not, uh, caught up to it, it actually means spiral and uh, a lot of the regular things turn itself into a spiral. Mm, true, true. Which Yeah, is... there's a lot of, uh, a
1: lot of stuff like that. And,
2: and, 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 and that's the thing. Um, I, it's... I enjoyed it because it's not about the suspense, it's not about the jump scare, it's about how unsettling everything looks.
0: Like how uncomfortable it makes you?
1: Yeah, it's the surrealism. If you have a, what's that? There's a phobia in which you can't see, like where you don't like dots and spots and things like that. Tryptophobia, yeah. If you have tryptophobia, don't don't watch any of this stuff, don't read any of this stuff, you're not going to enjoy yourself. Oh no, you're going to have a bad time. A yeah, very bad time because that's that makes up most of his. Uh, what makes it so surreal is all the all the lines, all the circles, everything like that's being jumbled together in this face that doesn't look human anymore. It's just insane. It's so cool, and 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 the details to
2: make that is just brilliant.
1: Yes, the details are insane. It's gorgeous, in fact, as creepy as it is, it's it's really uh, it's very nice surrealism.
0: Does anyone else have anything to say as we've pretty much reached the end? Any of the final comments?
1: I have one. I have one question for everyone, just to just as a, like a final little thing. But is there any aspect of horror in which you would not watch? Like, is there anything that scares you when it comes to horror? Because I'm not too scared of horror, but there are a couple things I wouldn't watch. Like, I don't like Saw because, as someone who's an expert of torture, I don't like just straight up. Torture, like the psychological torture, is what's more interesting about that because th- you can do more with that in horror. But when it comes to Saw, it's like okay, it's excessive. Uh, it's it's anybody
2: excessive. else? It's um. I'll explain the Saw concept. Um, because the entire point of Saw is that it's actually torture without a cause, really. Because I do feel like Saw. The, the one doing the torture is just sadistic and just wants people to suffer for no reason at all. Usually torture, <laughs> you're torturing them towards a means. Toward like you want them to actually do something. Um, so one thing is that torture is often, like, historically, it's often used to make your um, subjects submit to you in some kind of way but in this yeah it's a way to uh, break them yes you're trying to break them slowly and saw you the problem with saw is that you can't really break them because they either toughen up or or order to pass the um whatever test that they make or they die. you don't see the mental breakdown you don't
1: have the chance of that so you don't get to see the fruits of torture and you don't see the 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 deformity that happens with the person who's doing with the person who's doing the torturing, because it's a doll, right? Is not not just like a yeah doll it's a doll. You don't actually see the person. Yeah, you don't
2: actually see the actual person that makes the torture. Only his avatar, which does not uh, work well, because um. And I think it, what it takes some more on. tension out of it. I think what they were going for, is the idea that because it's a doll, it's no longer human, but that it's just like I do feel like it's kind of like a failed experiment, and it's to me, it's less horror and more boring gore, because I do find it boring. Actually.
1: Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. So out of horror, that's the one thing I wouldn't watch because it's boring. But uh, what about you, Monada Boy? Is there something about horror that you just don't watch or would never watch? I was actually going to say,
3: like, gore for me for the sake of gore is not really something that i'm interested in watching um whereas like psychological horror is a lot more engaging so i've actually gotten pretty into that recently um both in like anime and in uh, in western media too but like in general uh yeah like i i never liked gore um it, like as a kid it used to scare me a lot um now not so much but like it just kind of feels like there's no point in watching it whereas like at least with psychological horror there's like some
2: um just like something to think think about there's a little more
3: there's more connection
1: to it
2: yeah yeah it's 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 also because the work is usually given more thought yeah um like like when i was a kid um i would see like a head flying around in a pool uh, like in a bathtub and i would be fucking scared for my life but that's because, I but it was not for the aspect of, um, how can I say it, it's not for the aspect of the scare itself, it's because I didn't want to end up like that guy. <laughs> hmm. um, but you know, as a kid, yeah, you're a kid, right? I do think that a lot of gore is wasted effort, because the problem, this is why I do not like the new Halloween, because uh, the new Halloween, they kind of made it just gory. And I liked the old Halloween where, you know, I'm just going to stab you through a fucking wall and you're going to just hang there. It wasn't much, but damn, um, that was scary. Because the execution was more well-taught. And that's the point. And the point is that I think that horror is more effective when you combine multiple aspects together than when you're just focusing on solely on one aspect yeah definitely and i think that's the failure of a lot of new horror things today like at the very least like even the things with that has grotesquies they have an element of psychological they have an element of gore the gore is not necessarily kept to a minimum but you know it's not retiguous it's, you know it's not like it's not like as if you'll see in like 20 panels like it's really more of um, you learn about certain things, and as you learn more, everything is just more uncanny. And in fact, uh, and it, it just becomes just strange and unrecognizable.
0: Speaking of strange and unrecognizable, um, one thing that doesn't settle, that just doesn't sit with me whenever I watch. Anything that tries to utilize horror, for example, I'll give you guys an actual example. It's the old film *Sleepy Hollow* uh, with Johnny Depp. Okay. So the ending scene, uh, wherein the rider gets his head back, blah blah. blah. He get. I I keep saying blah blah blah. I gotta stop that. He gets his head back. He sits on his horse. He picks up uh, the somewhat unconscious uh, witch that summoned him. He makes out with her, bites, like, with a sharp-ass teeth, bites into her, sucking her blood, and then rides off into the tree, which is all, like, bodies opening up, saying, time to go back to the underworld, and then they go right back in, and the only thing left is the witch's hand, so I found that a little, I don't know why, just, with me, it just felt very unsettling, because I'm, it's just, like, it's just going in, maybe, maybe it is body dysmorphia that just bothers me when it comes to that, especially, like, whenever i see um i don't know monsters that are eating humans whole stuff stuff like that or um if any of you guys saw the the movie um scary stories we tell we tell one another this there's just this like how do i describe it blob of a person like this very very pale fab blob of a person not even chasing this kid who's running around in circles or he's trying to escape, but he can't. He's just walking really slowly, really slowly. And when she gets the kid, she literally just sucks him into her, like, gone. That's what I mean by body dysmorphia to a degree. And I don't know why, but I just, every time I see that, I'm like, a little shudder. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, hey, you'll love this series.
0: <laughs> no, I will not do it. <laughs> I'm not the father. For now.
1: Well, so far, what we've described that we don't like in horror is mostly Western-related, which yeah. is pretty nice to think of but, um, that that uh, Japanese horror seems they put a lot more attention and care into uh, into what makes things scary, and the use of psychological horror, torture, and um, also supernatural is very well. It's very well done. It's very creative, and it's almost. It's like, it's an art form. It's it's a pure art form, in a way, at mm-hmm. least from my perspective.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I do
2: agree because that's the point: is that when you treat something as an art instead of something to oh let, let's make cash out of this, you see it. You see the difference. Of course. That is that is why Saw, for example, is boring and it has like six movies. That was eight. I think that's... there's some more, but
0: uh, either like, way, like, it's I, too
2: many. I, yeah. <laughs> that's my point. It's the fact that if if this movie was good, um, like it would probably um, have like a lot less. And when I mean a lot less, I mean like one or two movies make sense, and
0: sometimes
2: um, there's seven of
0: them. <laughs> oh. Okay, I was pretty close, but but with that, Um, Tensa, we're going over the time. I'm sorry, sorry, we're done, we're done. (laughs) It's okay. You hear that, Hollywood? We don't like Saw. Suck it. (laughs) Okay, with... With all that, I believe we've covered a good amount of ground uh, in regard to horror, especially for our episode dedicated to the month of Halloween, the month of horror as we know it. So I want to thank all listeners who took time out of their day to listen or watch. Well, watch on our YouTube channel. This particular episode, I found it was a really engaging discussion. There was a lot of interesting points being brought up, a lot of old school animes. Being referred to, I don't know much about Junji Ito, but now I do, and I found it was very informative as well. So you can, as always, you can find all of our content online on Spotify, our Anchor link, uh, Google Podcasts, Castbox, and where else? Um, our you our YouTube channel, and yeah, just look for the microphone icon. Our our basically our mark of distinction which separates us from any other um youtube channel that has uh the otaku crew name we are the official otaku crew you can find us as well as instagram and twitter think otaku crew our facebook page as well the, the otaku crew podcast so once again thank you for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode peace out
1: peace guys bye
2: bye shonen.